Garage Logic, broadcasting live from the office of the mayor above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. Featuring the rookie on production, Chris Reavers, vice president of social media, and John Height in the newsroom. Now, the fireworks commissioner, flashlight king, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Commencing Garage Logic segment number one. amazes me time travel well that too <laughs> what else podcasting has opened up a whole new world of garage logicians keep telling you they're everywhere i'm 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 stating a fact i'm not tooting a horn uh, i know I, and i'm i'm i know you're not tooting a horn and i'm glad you're you're doing this because we've been trying to get you to realize that this does open up a whole new world. What do you, do you think? I haven't realized that. No, no, well, you no, you realize. You kind of went. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. I know. But I now you it. must realize it because it strikes me. You correct me if I'm wrong, director of social media. I'm here on number one. Yep. It strikes me that this show is almost the type of show someone would do as a podcast. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. And what you'll, I know you don't get a lot of the show email interaction that Rook and I do, but we'll get, like, for instance, this morning, I received an email from a guy who was listening to a segment, God, six months ago. Yeah. And he had a, he had a question about something. I just so happen to know the answer, but it's just, it's things like that where people just, they're, they're listening at odd times. Guys, I just wanted to say how much I appreciate the Garage Logic podcast. My wife and I are native Minnesotans, but I took an early retirement in 2015, and my wife and I pulled up stakes and moved to a retirement community in Florida. I can't tell you how fun it is to tinker around in my garage and solve all the problems of the world and still be able to listen to you guys. I'm sure the neighbors hear me laughing and wonder what I'm up to. Keep it up. Thanks again, Tim. Hey, Tim, tell everybody about it. Okay. We want more podcasts. Okay, now I got a, I got a letter today. Uh, actual real letter okay. from a guy in Hawaii, uh, in KK, Hawaii. Yeah. And I read a letter of his to the editor on April 6th of this year. I don't remember what that would have been about. I'm trying to recall. Uh, his name is Brian. Was the lava flowing yet? I mean, was... I don't... This was... Uh, hmm. He said, "I you read my letter to the editor on April 6th of 18. Thanks. And closes a copy... Of the Maui newspaper from twelve seven forty one, uh, Pearl Harbor Day. He sent me a copy of the paper. Uh, I can I get a ruling? My son just turned eight uh, on Memorial Day, and he's fully aware what the foghorn means, and he is a listener. His name is Cade K A D E. Full name Cade Brian. It looks like helps. Uh, mm. No foghorn. That, that's. <laughs> That's Tried terrible. to butter you up there, didn't he? Foghorn, that, yeah. that's terrible. And, and I got a nice uh, note from uh, Janet in Hastings, okay. who sent me a couple of newspaper articles and uh, said, and I would agree with her, uh, I won't mention the child's name or the young person's name, but they were going through all the high school salutations, and oh, it's that sure. time of the year when the papers salute the kids. Right. And, and uh, here's a, a kid got uh, voted most likely to organize a protest. 
Is that a good thing? <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. Depending well, on the protest. From uh, South Dakota came a wonderful uh, gift from uh, Dan Keller, descendant of Keller Hardware and founder of Good Made Better. He was listening to me uh, lamenting my poor penmanship, yeah. and he uh, sent me a, a a device he makes where you put any pen in it. You put it on your desk and you put a pen in it, and it mm-hmm. looks like you have a fountain pen, but it can hold any pen, handsomely made out of oh, wood. Okay. And, uh, so thank you. And he said... Uh, if I practice a couple of sentences a day, I'd, I'd probably get my act. I bet you'd. Uh, so right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything all right with the staff? Uh, things are great. Yeah. I'm trying to think what I did this weekend. Everything's done. The Caps uh, own the cup. Uh, How about Ovechkin and the bender he's on right now? He's loving it, isn't he? <laughs> did you see him when he was held up and drinking from the cup? He did a keg stand on it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's let go of it yet. Well, that's I was going to ask you because you you are a a connoisseur of the tradition of the post celebration. Yeah, I thought each guy was supposed to have a day, or do we not start that for a little bit? I'm yet? sure that doesn't start yet. Okay, I read a. I'm going to give a tip of the cap to uh, Michael Rand. Yeah. in the Star Tribune, Randball. He had a good point. Uh, we live in an age when uh, superstars move from team to team trying to manufacture for themselves a title. Right. Right? We've yeah. seen this. Yeah. I mean, oh, LeBron's yeah. done it. And, and Big he, time in NBA. Rand has a good point that the reason Ovechkin's glee is so genuine is he didn't do that. He's right. been with the Caps for 13 years. Now, get this. Here's a hell of a stat. Only John Elway... 15 years with the same team, the Broncos, had to wait longer to win a title with his original team wow. than Ovechkin. Isn't that something? Wow. That's an amazing and, and as Rand points out, uh, as we watched Ovechkin drink beer from the cup and swim in a public fountain over the weekend, <laughs> we were reminded that his triumph was more than a victory. It was a catharsis. These types of celebrations and emotions are hard to garner in any manner except the hard way, and that's the path less traveled these days. Ovechkin did this the hard way. Yeah, He didn't shop himself around trying to buy himself a Stanley Cup. I like the fact that his uh, his you're happy if you win any championship, but I think even more so, knowing that what what he you know hockey guys go through to get to that point, it's sheer joy. Mm-hmm. He's just yeah, he's having genuine. fun. He's not going to yes. remember any of it, so I hope they're filming it. There was a great line. I bet he takes that cup back to Russia. Oh, I bet he does too. Yeah, there was a great line. I forget who put it on Twitter, but basically, careful, Putin might keep it. Right? Yeah, I don't. I'm not. You know, I like I like Ovi, uh, but I mean, he's a you know, don't don't take the cup to Commie Land. Yeah. Uh, Barry Trotz, you know, was a free agent, the the Capitals head coach. I got to think he'll stay there. And someone said. The Caps could pay Barry Trotz a significant amount of money just based upon the empties that Ovechkin is leaving <laughs> leaving behind. That was a pretty good line. Well, just think what you got to do to win a cup. You have to play almost two and a half months more of a season. Isn't that something? It is. Well, it's the same in the NBA, isn't it? Oh, uh, they stretched that out, yeah. Are there, I have a baseball question. Wait, before you do the, before you move on to baseball, yes, one TJ Oshie, uh, one of the most oh. moving... Yeah. Moments uh, from any athlete that was so sincere. I didn't. But what did I miss with his dad? Uh, yeah, talking about his oh, dad. Was his, is his dad with us? He has Alzheimer's, ah. and he says sometimes he remembers, yeah. and sometimes he doesn't. And yeah. he was fighting back the tears. I bet. He, I bet the old boy will remember when TJ shows him the cup. Well, <laughs> he, he was said, on the ice with him. 
the oh, old man really? was. But he at, came at down. that point, when his first portion of the interview, he, he wasn't. That's yet. right. He that's didn't know right, where he yeah. was. And then he said, my guess is this one will stick with that. Did you see the gal in Vegas who uh, was right on the ice I, behind the glass? I, yeah. How did I miss that? I don't know. I, I don't know because don't it's know. all over the interwebs. And she's just proud of those babies. Right. And, she's, and uh, she just took her blouse off. Just, oh, <laughs> didn't even know that. Just How did you miss it? I don't know. And, and I watched the game. Obviously a Caps fan because she was next to somebody in a Capitals jersey. Um, was she, she, trying just, to she had it right there for the whole world. Here they are. She's Look just, at this. Look what I got. She's telling everybody. The current con- this, the current these condition. are the current conditions. Here are the current conditions. <laughs> right here. And the current conditions were fabulous. <laughs> I believe. Well, I, I better not go with that. Well, self-edit. Mm. I, I believe she is a... Um, a star of the uh, adult film industry. Yes. So what? No, the, I, but <laughs> in addition, I'm guessing. In, other words, in she, addition, she would do a little self marketing there. Uh, yeah, a little promotion. And Maybe, I don't. I don't. Your, does anybody even know her name? For Pete's sake, your ads here <laughs> <laughs> available right. for hire. One eight hundred right here. Do we even know her name? Uh, I don't, and that's why. Well, I, then. I think that's a point in all of our favors. I just that that was one of the things that I just that that's the reason I discovered it is because someone had put it out there saying, "I'm sure, I'm star, yeah, Yeah, okay, here we go, yeah, yeah." Well, hey, what are you going to do? And then I guess that's hockey, isn't it? That's just hockey the way it is. Well, and to finish staying on brand, this this starts uh, one of my favorite weeks of the year, particularly this year when the U.S. Open is being played at Shinnecock. Aha! Did you see where Tiger Woods will stay during the Open? I didn't. He has had his uh, 155-foot yacht brought to Montauk. Huh. And a uh, crew of nine cost him $2 million a year to run this boat. And that's where <laughs> that's where he'll be staying. He can take care of that, can he? That's where he'll be staying during the Open, is on his own yacht. You know what? That's that's fun. If you can do that, you know what more hell? power you know, to I was going to say. We all would too. Right. So he's got Skipper and Gilligan. He's got they're the all, whole. He's got the whole gang. They're Skipper all there. Skipper yeah. and Gilligan. Yeah. You were going to talk baseball. Did you want to wait? Uh, hold that comment. Oh, uh, just a quick question. In my constant vigilance to see the Twins get back to five hundred, I'm afraid I'm not finding them capable of running off like a ten and two string. No, they're. Uh, they, they, I just don't see it. The, the unfortunate thing is. Because they should have done that when they played Chicago. Right. And, you know, and, it's win one, lose three now. I, you got to go about 12 and two. And the problem is, you know, yesterday, yeah, they scored seven runs, but the lineup was the first two games against the Angels was just brutal. And then, they, but they got good pitching. It, it's, un, it's unfortunate. The division is lousy, which makes them think that they're still in contention, but it's, it's, it's off today. Good. And then what? Opening in Detroit tomorrow? Detroit for three, then cl- at Cleveland this weekend. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Why have we felt on the verge of rain all day long, and to the best of my knowledge, it is not raining? Is it supposed to? Your oh question my God, it was is not pouring. one I can answer. It was pouring at my house. What? This morning, when I, and when I drove in. Oh, really? We got fuel, baby. Yeah. I think I have, what's the temperature? You got 72? I think I have something in common with Trump. <laughs> really? Yeah. I. Uh, He's a bad waiter. He is a bad waiter. You would have that. You would share that trait. He left the G seven early to go to have his meeting with Kim in yeah. Singapore. Yeah. 
but has already announced he's leaving that early. He's a bad waiter. He's, he's like thing. Nick Mancini. He yeah. gets somewhere. He's he gets somewhere looking. and he's thinking, I got to get the I plane ready. Know, I got to yeah. get home. I got to go. Uh, yeah, so he's. Uh, is this going to be fruitful? How do I know? But you know what Kim brings with him? What? His own can. What? His own toilet. I did not know this. Yeah, he brings his own his own really small porta potty. Yeah, he brings his, his own, own porta potty. Brings his own unit with him. <laughs> Goes in the corner and says, "Hey, you guys, everybody, turn your head, look away." This right. insane, evil fool brings his own his own can. Okay, check this out. Now, can you can you guys come up with the reason why he might do that, other than the fact that he's nuts? Sanitary purposes. No. Third world country doesn't want like a rat to jump up the it, thing and bite he, him on the. Would he view it as a threat? Using a public restroom? No. You're on the right track. Even the Trumper isn't bringing his own can. Complete safety. You never know if somebody dropped a bomb right before you. No. <laughs> well. You know what I mean. Well, that, that, those <laughs> are all. Those are all. It would be a concern. No. Think about it logically. Okay. Why, why would this despot, this evil creep, bring his own bathroom? So nobody takes his uh, his urine or his waste. You just got it. You just got Seriously? it. Seriously, because they because he doesn't want he, he would he fears that uh, that could be studied to determine what his health. Now whether that means he has good health or bad health, I have no idea. But that's that's his fear is that his stuff would be you know studied to see what kind of health he's, he's that in. or an international upper decker. Isn't that something? You know? Yeah, right. I don't even know what that means, but. <laughs> Picture a toilet. Yeah. And you got the upper tank. Yeah. And the lower deck. And the lower deck. Where everybody else uses. Everybody else uses. But as a prank, if you're if you're trained enough and have good enough command, you uh you go number two in the upper deck. And it uh it wreaks a little havoc with the with the it's a it's a prank. Well, whatever. Uh, right. <laughs> maybe in your world that's a prank. I think once at your house. When I was there, I thought about it, but decided, you know, he fed me a nice meal tonight. I'm not going to. In the latest twist in the drama-filled nuclear talks with Kim Jong-un, President Trump announced on the eve of their meeting that he will be leaving Singapore early because the nuclear negotiations have moved more quickly than expected. This was before they had even met. So either Trump's terribly confident that he can get what he wants, and I don't know what he wants. Right. Uh, right off the bat, but he said, I'm leaving. I got he's probably got to play golf someplace. Got things to do. He's a bad waiter. Bad waiter. The bad waiter. He left Canada early after throwing the G seven in disarray, and now we're at war with Canada. <sighs> it's Canada. It's the it's very why are we at war with Canada? Because uh tariffs. I know, but I've never seen anything like well, it. Well, uh, here's what I don't understand about the tariffs. Have people been sticking it to the U.S.? According to Trump. Mm-hmm. And so now we fight back a little bit and they get really mad. North Korea, North Korea dictator Kim Jong-un arrived in Singapore uh, with security on his mind, dispatching decoy planes from Pyongyang to thwart anyone who might try to attack him and packing his own food uh, to avoid poisoning. Uh, the North Korean leader is also apparently taking defensive measures to prevent intelligence agencies from trying to glean information about his health. He's, he's brought his own uh, his own toilet. Uh, the regime dispatched a commode 
to deny determined sewer divers insights into the Supreme Leader's stools. Gross. Isn't that terrible? Right. Uh, this is according to the Chazunilbo, one of South Korea's biggest circulated newspapers. It's not unusual for the Hermetic Kingdom's leader to travel with his own toilet in his infrequent travels. Hmm. Mm-hmm. For his April meeting with South Korean President Moon Jae-in in the border village of Panmunjom, the first meeting between North and South Korean leaders in more than a decade, the North Koreans also dispatched a portable toilet for Kim. He brings his own pens and pencils, and his staff wiped off anything he touched so as not to leave a fingerprint. Okay, this is a little drastic. Kim takes similar precautions during his travels inside North Korea to inspect military bases and state-run factories. All right. Trump is expected to offer to lift economic sanctions on North Korea and provide other forms of economic insistence if North Korea agrees to give up its nuclear weapons program. All right. What are you going to do? He stepped out for a night in Singapore. Uh, I, I... I did see that. I have to think that that would have been entirely novel to him. There's no nightlife in his uh, hellhole. No, you can't have fun there in North Korea. He can, but nobody else can. How much fun is that, though? It's not. But anyway, I I do share that with Donald. Uh, He's a bad waiter. Bad waiter. You're both bad waiters. He's tapping his foot, man. Let's go here. Well, if he ever comes through town and he, he lands on the show, I think that's a good icebreaker. Yeah, I doubt if he'll land on this show. I can get him on. Yeah, I'm sure you can. I can get you a president. <laughs> can you get me that by? Can you get me a president by three o'clock? By, at least by two. Yeah. All right. Is John Height ready? Uh, he is, sir. All right. Is it time to go to John Height? Let's do that. Could you take it? Joe Equipment today. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. Cloudy uh, rain in parts of the Twin Cities and 72 degrees. This update brought to you by Metafast. Twins have the day off today. They'll hit the road for three in Detroit and three in Cleveland before coming back home for a six-game homestand next week. Twins are 28 and 34, third place in the American League Central, half a game behind Detroit for second place and five and a half games behind Cleveland for the first place spot. Uh, Twins, meanwhile, have sent Joe Maurer to AAA Rochester for that rehab assignment. He's working his way back from a cervical neck strain and concussion-like symptoms. Uh, Manager Molitor said uh, Maurer is expected to be the designated hitter tomorrow for Rochester. Uh, Then on Wednesday, he will see action at first base. If all goes well in the two games, Maurer could rejoin the Twins at some point during the six-game road trip. That does start tomorrow in Detroit. News notes from today, the State Patrol said at least two children were transported to North Memorial after an SUV crashed into a swing set on a playground in Bohannon Park in Minneapolis after a police chase this morning. The exact conditions and ages of the children are unknown. State Patrol spokesperson Captain Jason Bartel said a trooper tried to pull a vehicle over for a routine traffic stop on Interstate 94 when the driver fled. The driver exited Interstate 94 at 53rd and continued to flee on surface streets before crashing into a group of children. State Patrol said the suspect tried to flee his vehicle on foot but was apprehended by two state troopers. Both troopers were said to have suffered minor injuries during the arrest. A gun was recovered in the suspect's vehicle. The investigation remains active. Bartel did not believe the vehicle was stolen. He said, and this is a quote, there's a lot of stuff 
to figure out yet. Today's the first weekday commute since some major closures started in downtown Minneapolis. The northbound and southbound access ramps connecting Interstate 35W with downtown are now shut down. The northbound ramp will stay closed until fall. The southbound ramp blocked off until the year 2021. Holy mackerel. <laughs> Metro Transit is asking people to start work earlier or later than usual. It's like going to the airport. Uh, where Where is the freeway closed? Between what and what? Um, I mean, if the ramps see. are closed, that means the freeway's closed. Between Crosstown and downtown? Yeah, from right 35W from 62 to downtown. All the way into downtown. All right. What the hell is your make a move? I don't know. They got. Uh, you could come around the top and come da- back down 394. Or you could go uh, uh, over uh, St. Paul Way and come in. Uh, I, uh, whatever. People will figure it out. Yeah, I think they'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, early and late express buses are being added by Metro Transit. They're also asking commuters, if possible, to try and work from home at least one day <laughs> a week. Brian Funk with Metro Transit said to get in and out of the city efficiently. We're adding service on a number of routes for both weekday service as well as weekends. Most 35W routes will be diverted onto local streets at 31st Street to increase the speed around construction. I am really lucky that my commutes are all on surface streets. Uh, mm-hmm. You're unique. It's very lucky. It's very unique because yeah. that does not yeah. really happen. Not in this city. Yeah, not usually. Uh, community groups and advocates in St. Paul are expected to join nationwide efforts this afternoon for a rally on raising the minimum wage. Attendees plan to gather at the McDonald's on Marion Street and University Avenue in about a half hour, 2 o'clock, before they move to St. Paul City Hall at 4 p.m. St. Paul Mayor Melvin Carter said raising the minimum wage to 15 bucks an hour is one of his priorities. City officials are currently studying the potential impact of a wage increase. The city of Minneapolis approved a $15 minimum wage ordinance in July last year. In February, a district court judge ruled in favor of the city in a challenge to its ordinance. We're about six and a half hours away now from that meeting between President Trump and North Korea's Kim Jong-un. Uh, Kim dong un <laughs> uh, Kim, uh, actually, uh, did you guys see the pictures and the uh, video of him wandering around Singapore? Yes. With, with his entourage? Mm-hmm. It was very weird. It was like a wave of people mm-hmm. just moving through the streets. Uh, Kim took taking that walk around Singapore with his entourage. Uh, the two will meet about 8 o'clock our time. This evening. What is that? Tomorrow morning in, in Korea? Yes, it's actually a June 12th meeting for Korea right. and June 11th for us, obviously. Orlando police are still in a standoff with a man suspected of shooting an officer overnight at the Westbrook Apartments near Universal Orlando before he barricaded himself inside an apartment with four young children as hostages. The officer, whose name has not yet been released, was taken to Orlando Regional Medical Center where he underwent surgery. Orlando Police Chief John Mina told reporters just before 9 this morning the officer is expected to live. Mina said he has very serious significant injuries, but he is expected to survive. Mina said the shooting happened after officers responded about 11.45 last night to a woman who reported being battered by her boyfriend. While trying to arrest the suspect, gunfire was exchanged and the officer was shot. Mina said the suspect currently has four children as hostages, their ages 1, 7, 10, and 12. He said our main concern right now is the safety of the children in that apartment. IHOP, which recently, recently changed its name to IHOB, has revealed what the B stands for. It stands for burgers. I thought it was going to be breakfast. Burgers? The name change accompanies a line of new burgers at the chain, which, of course, <laughs> is known for breakfast dishes like rainbow-sprinkled filled cupcake pancakes and classic buttermilk pancakes. 
The chain is shifting its emphasis to seven new steak burgers, which include a cowboy burger with onion rings and bacon. That's Joe's. And a mega monster, which is IHOP's answer to McDonald's Big Mac. That's mine. I'm not eating there. Whether or not the IHOP name is only a short-term marketing gimmick, uh, there is a monetary reason why the pancake chain is doing this. To make and, money, I guess. Well, yeah, and and I, I stole this line from the AP story. Yeah. yeah. Pancakes aren't selling like hotcakes. Oh, boy. <laughs> Isn't that good? Isn't that good? <laughs> but burgers are burning. <laughs> uh, IHOP, same restaurant sales, uh, as you said, Joe, monetary, or sales at locations open at least year, declined 1.9% in its most recent fiscal year. See, but on this, uh, on, very contrary to what you what we believe about you, you can wait. To have a burger from IHOP, you're you're not you're, you're okay with waiting. I can wait. Yeah, you 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 will wait. I might wait a long time. Got it. Got it. Are there a lot of IHOPs here? I know there's two by me, but I never see anywhere anywhere else. I'm, I'm unaware of them. Unaware. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You are unaware because wherever you're going, you're focused mm-hmm. and you're not worried about stopping at IHOP because most likely you had breakfast already at home. That's right. That, that right. should be a question I asked Rook. I guess shouldn't. Yeah. It? Yeah. And I I, I really don't know. I'm not yeah. sure. There's two up in my which region. surprises me by the way. You know, IHOP. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm. (laughs) Hurricane Bud. I like that name. I do too. That's why it's the only reason I got the story. Yeah. Hurricane Bud grew to Category 3 force off Mexico's Pacific coast today. Forecasters say it was likely to weaken before a possible brush with the resort dotted southern tip of the Baja California Peninsula late in the week. The U.S. National Hurricane Center said Bud had maximum sustained winds of 120 miles an hour this morning. It was centered about 265 miles south-southwest of Caba Corrientes, Mexico, and was moving northwest at 7 miles an hour. Forecasters said Bud was expected to strengthen further before a slow weakening trend starts tomorrow. The Hurricane Center said the storm could generate swells that cause life-threatening surf and rip currents over the coming days along Mexico's southwestern coast. Rainfall of three to six inches with isolated patches of up to 10 inches are possible into tomorrow afternoon. Are we afraid afraid of a hurricane named Bud? No, I like the name Bud. Yeah, Bud. The long vacant Michigan Central Station, you guys uh, know what that is? No. It's the the picture they always show of the building to show the, quote, decay mm-hmm. of, of the Detroit area. Yeah. Uh, it was, it's been a signature eyesore symbolizing Detroit's decay. Uh, it'll be revitalized by the Ford Motor Company as the hub of a new campus focused on advanced automotive technology. Good for Ford. Matthew Marone, whose family enterprise has owned the station since 1996, announced the sale this morning in front of the historic structure of Detroit's Corktown neighborhood. Ford said it would reveal details about its plans for the site at a media event on June 19th. Marone said the deal is compute, uh, complete. The future of the depot is assured. The next steward of the building is the right one for its future. The depot will become a shiny symbol of Detroit's progress and its success. He said the Ford Motor Company's blue oval will adorn the building. Sale of the station has been expected since mid-March when word of Ford's interest leaked out. Though Patriarch Manuel Matty Marone is known as a tough negotiator who hangs on to properties, the process appeared to move forward steadily. Matthew, who's Matty's son, said the golden opportunity for the building's rebirth was proposed to him in October. He characterized all the negotiations that happened with Ford as very respectful. Last month, the Detroit Free Press, part of the USA Today Network, reported that the Marones had transferred ownership of the 18-story building and a nearby former Detroit school book storage building to companies that were set up by a New York law firm that has ties 
to the Ford Motor Company. It's not known when and where Ford will start the restoration. So this family or this business Mm -hmm. buys buildings that are in similar uh, status and then just holds on to them. Apparently, yeah, and they've had that one since 96. So oh, 20, and that's been the, the base years. of the Detroit decay when, <laughs> yes. when you want to be known for that. Is Dave Dahl available? Please. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchuet. Dave Dahl and his forecast, confusing forecast right now. We're not sure what we're going to get here. Brought to you by the fine folks at Menards. Here's Dave Dahl. I'll clear it up for you, all right? Nice. Uh, it's going to rain a little. All right. Okay. okay. <laughs> it's, it's raining lightly out there right now. The, the thunderstorms that were rumbling through the western part of the state as they moved eastward have weakened. That should continue here for the next couple of hours. So some light showers, light sprinkles. Heavier thunderstorms are possible after about 7 p.m. tonight. I think between 7 and 10, we have a chance for some heavier thunderstorms. Doesn't look like anything severe is going to happen for the metro. I think in far southern Minnesota, there is that potential way down the far southern part of the state, mainly south of uh, Mankato, down around the I-90 area, and then southward into Iowa. Some of those storms could become strong and possibly produce some damaging winds and some large hail. But for us here in the Twin Cities, uh, thunderstorms, basically, and uh, we'll see that rainfall possibly become heavy at times if they continue to persist for about two to three hours. There could be some locally heavy rainfall. Tonight's low down to 62. Tomorrow, partly cloudy and warm, 80 for the high. And then on Wednesday, back up to 82. 82 Thursday, some isolated thunderstorms possible Thursday and Friday. It really heats up for the weekend. I bumped the temperatures up to the lower 90s for highs Saturday and Sunday. There could be some isolated thunderstorms developing again by late Sunday, but most of the weekend just hot and humid. Again, today going for a high temperature up to about 80. Right now we're at 72. Thank you. There are some astonishing environmental statistics uh, in a New York Times story that the Star Tribune picked up and printed today. And unfortunately, they're believable environmental statistics. The next time some old hippie hectors you in the Twin Cities about make sure you compost and mm-hmm. make sure you're recycling. Right. You know, well, we're on board. I, 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 I'm a big believer in recycling. Next time some old hippie starts to give you grief about stuff like that, America is not a threat to the environment compared to most of the rest of the world. Listen to this. All right, so you've got... Here's today's environmental statistic. Huddled in a stinky room near the center of India's capital, Ramurdi fumed over the 17-story tall mountain of trash a half mile from her house. She only goes by one name. 17 stories tall. It, 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 it creates a sickening cocktail of airborne particles that infected her neighbors with tuberculosis and dengue fever, singed trees, and turned the groundwater a filmy yellow. Just regular dengue? It, it's regular dengue. Oh. But nothing had prepared her for one September afternoon when a tower of trash broke away from the mass during monsoon rains. It crashed into a nearby canal, creating a surge of sewage that flung motorcyclists oh. that flung motorcyclists into another canal also filled with dirty water. By the time the police arrived, two people were dead. One of them was her youngest son, hmm. Abhishek Gwatman, 19. The dump killed my son, she said. The United States is not the problem. If if environmental concerns are at the top of your list, quit hectoring responsible Americans. 
Right. This is a horrible problem in the likes of India. It, it's, it is, you know what it is? It's unbelievable. In the metropolitan area of Delhi, which includes the capital New Delhi, trash heaps are towering monuments to India's growing waste crisis. About 80 billion pounds have accumulated at four official dumping sites on the fringes of a capital already besieged by polluted air and toxic water. There's pictures of it. it why, aren't they, why don't well, they do we're going to get to that. The dumps in Delhi and such cities as Mumbai and Kolkata have become some of the largest, least regulated, and most hazardous in the world, said Ranjith Anapu, co-founder of uh, Be Waste Wise, a nonprofit that is trying to get to this. If this continues, the city will drown in its own waste, said Swati Singh Sambial, a program manager at the Center for Science and Environment in New Delhi. Responding to the problem, the the Indian government last week vowed to eliminate single-use plastic by 2022. That should be done, but that's the least of their problems. I reiterate our commitment to sustainable development, Prime Minister Narendra Modi told a world con- told a recent conference for World Environment Day. Hmm. No, they they haven't done anything. There aren't even trash barrels in, in New Delhi. People throw their stuff on the street. I don't. It's not America that's the problem. Power in Delhi is shared by the local and national governments, which are controlled by different political parties, leading to gridlock. Even when rules are introduced, the enforcement is weak and offenders pay bribes. Something as simple as installing trash cans around Delhi has not been done, partly because garbage collection is not guaranteed, and many residents are used to simply flinging trash onto the ground. Wow. Driving into Delhi, virtually no trash cans are visible. Refuse piles up in slums next to government office and outside luxury condos. Shanty towns without sewage systems have mushroom next to railroad tracks and public parks and behind high-end shopping centers. Delhi's population has risen in the last 20 years to about 19 million from 12 million. Infrastructure and government services have not kept up. During roughly the same period, the amount of waste ferried to the dumps each day has increased from 8 million pounds to 20 million pounds. About half the daily haul is converted to energy or composted. The rest sits and festers. Gross. The problem with waste buildup has become so severe that the Supreme Court said earlier this year that air traffic control at Delhi's International Airport eventually would have to steer planes around the dumps. you got to be kidding me. That's unreal. And a separate court has warned government officials responsible for health projects that they could be charged with homicide if residents continued to die, to die from such diseases as dengue fever, which is spread by mosquitoes breeding in dirty water. It, I hate to go back to Kim bringing his own can, but the other thing that amuses me when the old hippies in the Twin Cities start lecturing us, you know, city council types, right. chief resiliency officers and what have you, uh, Hell, half the world still goes to the bathroom outside. The United States, the next time you're cornered by an old hippie, bring up India. I I don't know, by the way, what American activists can do to bring about sanitary conditions in India, but India is your problem. Southeast Asia is the problem. China's the problem. Let's start there. The United States is not the problem. I feel no obligation to return it. (laughs) 1500 ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's 72.